0: Hello and welcome to the Mastermind Growth where we share the wisdom, the stories and the insights from business owners. My name is John Cassidy-Rice and I have the pleasure to be your host for this week's podcast. I am your local Federation of Small Business Membership Advisor, meeting and supporting business owners from all industries. Today we have Tom with us. Hello, Tom.
1: Hello. Hi. Nice to be
0: here. Ah, fabulous. Thank you for joining us. Pleasure. So tell us a little bit about your business.
1: Um, so, um, CoLab Media Consulting is a business um, we like to say at the intersection of media and technology. It um, came together with um, my partner, Duncan. Um, started it, and I joined it quite recently. It is an aggregation of a number of people who have worked in operational roles, in in senior operational roles, in um, media and technology businesses. So we have people who are marketing experts, research experts, data analytics experts, operations experts, you know, things, things of that order, sales experts, in fact. Um, all of those people have worked at different global organizations, companies like The Guardian or um, Timeout or Microsoft or Videology or the BBC, even where where I was for a while. Companies of that order. Um, And those people now work as a loose group of consultants, not always working together, but when the projects are correct. Um, And we're providing entry strategies, digital transformation, uh, partner evaluation, operational advice, um, commercial strategy, business development, you name it. And we're working with... a. Mostly with publishers, but also with technology businesses.
0: That sounds a dynamic process.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it is a bit. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And how did it all come about? Um, Well, Duncan was one of the first people I ever sold on advertising to way back. I was the launch sales director for Yahoo, if you go back to the 1990s or something. And he was amongst the first people I ever sold advertising to. And he went off to um, Hong Kong and then Australia for years. And then we met up again. and, And here we are
0: fabulous i understand you've got a book coming out so it'd be great to kind of put uh, on some well, of your.
1: yeah that's um that, that's in the works rather than coming out oh, it's right. it, 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 it's it's but it is properly in the works I'm, I'm i'm working on it with a different guy actually a guy who's a um who used to be at um, group m you know part of the wpp advertising organization but um, and it's a very interesting Finnish guy. He's actually currently a, a, a lecturer in media studies over in Finland, and the, and the two of us are, p- are putting together a book, and it's a, um, So there's a lot of stuff out there in the world right now. Um, there's a, a hugely popular book um, from Thomas Friedman at the moment, which covers, we all know about dis- disruption and businesses being changed by digital. But it also, he's also quite big on dislocation. Dislocation allegedly occurs when human beings can't keep up with the pace of change this is a very stressful thing and so this book is nothing more than than tips or principles we calling them and and we've got 10 but we might actually have 12 we're still working on that difference of things so what stays the same when everything's changes what can you hold on to things that you already know as an individual as a business person Um, what can you rely on and, and, and that, that, I mean, that underpins under the work of Colab as well. Um, and so, you know, because, yeah, the, the long and short of it is don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. So be confident that you that the skills you've got in these areas are things that are still your skills. And so it's not a philosophy book. It's not an ethics book or anything like that. It's not a history of disruption or anything. It's just a, it's a slim tone to try and give people running businesses something to hold on to in a time of, um, disruption if not dislocation
0: yes no, i think you're absolutely right i think sometimes especially at the moment with everything going on in the world lots of businesses are kind of scrambling to find out what can work for them and, mm-hmm. and they they are sort of starting to do sort of the things that they're yeah. familiar with
1: and that comes down to the kind of the tips and that we were going to talk about today because it because it's quite easy to lose sight of what you're actually doing in the first place in this world because you're so and, and i think the the, the media business is in fact um, a, a bit of a canary in the, in the coal mine on this subject. You know, it, it, you know it's, it's caught something of a, yeah, well, it stopped breathing for a while, but the canary is definitely alive in the cage, um, even though it needed a little bit of oxygen to keep it going. But, uh, but I think that uh, you know, losing sight of what, what they were actually for, I think that the, 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 the online advertising industry is a brilliant, and indeed the whole advertising industry is a brilliant example of how you can become completely distracted from, from what your real value to consumers actually was, or yeah. is, or should be.
0: Yeah. But I, I think that that's happened to a great many people that uh, uh, people get lost in Facebook, YouTube, uh, yeah. and that's business owners. That, and
1: that's business owners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you spend your time thinking, well, not asking those basic questions. So you think about all those services, oh, I've got to do something social. But and so, why aren't they telling me how many people I've reached? You know, why, why aren't I getting the sort of de- I'm the customer here. Well but that's a whole discussion. That's yeah. a discussion for that's a discussion outside of the context of this podcast.
0: Excellent. I think, <laughs> Fabulous. So so what tips do you have for us that we could uh, start to apply?
1: Well I think that the um I, I I think the first one is 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 actually number nine on my list, but the first one for today is is um people used to say knowledge is power. Um but I would say he who owns or they who own I should probably more accurately say they who own the data win yes I think that um, this isn't just about grabbing someone's email in order to give them a warranty when you walk into a into a retail store, which is actually slightly irritating this isn't just you know sort of try, trying to capture your customer's phone number and name or whatever you have to manufacture a much um a much better value exchange and a a much more rigorous value exchange than just a, well, I'm not going to give you a receipt unless you give me your email address, which is something which I've suffered. That's not the way to do it. But but regardless of how you capture the the information, actually, the people who have the information, the people who have the data, the people who understand um, the patterns, not just of purchase, but also of non-purchase, not just... um, uh, They understand the sales cycle understand um that who some of the background detail about who their customers actually are and understand and, and do that in such a way that that they've got um permission and. Cloud. there's a lot of panic about this at the moment because of gdpr and having to have permission to ca- capture and analyze data from whatever but there's actually no problem as long as it's first party data and you've gathered it yourself but there are an amazing number of organizations who are still not um recognizing the points where data can be can be caught and what they can actually do with that and it doesn't i mean and and apart from anything else if you're a manager and you're reporting up to the board or something you're not actually at that level if you can walk into that board presentation which you've got to do and you can show them a chart with some data um, that they've never seen before that's going to do your career a lot of good
0: oh no definitely
1: So, so that most certainly i mean so so they who own the data win
0: Yes. Um, so
1: and that, so what, and that I mean, that's very definitely clear with with the gigantic American corporations, but but actually, that it's true for every organization.
0: Yes. So what what one thing can I do as a business owner if I wanted to go? How can I collect some meaningful data? What would be the, one of my first steps for doing that?
1: Yeah. Well, if you're running a website, are you actually even tracking it? Yeah. So have you actually turned on the completely free service that is Google Analytics? And if you have, have you actually spent any time looking at it? And if you're not very good at looking at it, have you actually got somebody who can look at it for you to look at it for you and to start to show you what to do? Have you taken that, that morass of information and turned it into a little dashboard that means that you can – because most information is much more valuable over time. Yeah. Trend data is a lot more useful than a simple fact. Yes. Yeah. It was 10 this week. No, no, no. What was it last week and the week before? Oh, it was nine. It was eight. Oh, we're going the right direction. Oh no, it was 11. It was 12. We're going in the wrong direction. That's the stuff that's actually useful. So simplest way, there's not a single digital service which can't capture the data.
0: No. And Google Analytics is great. It really is. It's a
1: great start. You'd be amazed how many people never use it. (laughs) Excellent.
0: I'll keep to hear Some of those
1: organizations are really big.
0: Yes. (laughs) 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 I think that's a great tip because it's actionable advice. I think we could do today.
1: Yeah. So that, so that that would be the first thing I think. Yeah. Um, my second tip would be, um, would actually be always be a student. And this, this kind of came to me. So when I was working for organizations, um, like Yahoo and then MSN at Microsoft, um, If you went on too long a holiday, something had happened and you get back to the office and guaranteed that something was different, the business had changed, something was being launched, a competitor had done something, it was a really fast-paced business. When I went to work at the BBC, I became closely involved on the media owner side, I used to be a buyer of advertising, but closely involved on the media owner side um, with, with television as well as with digital. And then you suddenly spotted something. Most well, of the digital guys you worked with were, were students of their industry. Yeah. Things changed all the time. They were, they were terrified that if they took three months out, they wouldn't know what on earth was going on. Yeah. And in fact, you know, if you, people only think about Facebook and Google now, but if you go back to the beginning of this, uh, of, of this century, Yahoo and MSN and AOL were the names that people talked yes. about all the time. Yeah. They, where are they now? Maybe they weren't sufficiently good at what they were doing, at students what they were doing, but actually that's just an indication of how fast the thing changes um, and, and what the technology can do now compared to what it could do then. But for you, whatever business you're running, um, no, let's stick with the, the example. So what was very obvious on the television side is that linear TV delivery systems and the way in which the business operated have been exactly the same for many a long year. So, most of the senior people who were working in you know, t- pure TV people um, had learned how the industry works, yeah, the functional bit, um, when they were probably interns, something of like that sort. And had actually spent the rest of their period climbing the slippery pole or whatever, and concentrating a lot on career politics, networking, doing lots and lots of useful things, some things less useful. But when you introduce new, when you introduce change to them, they pre-pooed it a great deal. They had a lot of cognitive dissonance. They weren't prepared to accept it. Um, they didn't think it would happen for ten years. A lot of them, I remember talking to the sales director at Channel Four, and um, um, uh, no longer there. Say, so, oh well, yes, digital advertising is like one percent, if that, of our of our turnover. Yeah. Two year, two years later, he was gone. Yeah, and just because it'll always be so you need to be a student of your industry you need to accept the fact that it is going to change and being a student of that because the television industry is changing really fast now extremely really really fast (laughs) yeah guess what yeah (laughs) Yeah. and so and so I think that's interesting And, and so I think that the apart from everything else it actually it operates for every level of what you do I mean I always thought by you know by the time I was in my later career in a big corporate that I would have in my own office and a couple of Asper Dispers and a huge mahogany desk and possibly one or possibly two secretaries, yeah, running around looking after me and probably a good golf handicap. Yes. But by the time I got to be a senior person, actually offices were a bit out of fashion, private offices. Everyone, you, know, you had to you had to change, you had to work in a, in fact, we hot desked. Yes. So, uh, yeah. There were only eighty deaths for every hundred people. Yeah, and and because not everyone's there at the same time, in theory, it doesn't always work. But that was the theory. <laughs> yes. And you and if you had a PA at all, you shared them, and you did an awful lot more admin. And so, so actually, the world had changed a great deal from the one that I joined. And so, the only thing you can be sure of is it's going to be your industry will change, also, your customer will change. Yes. And 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 so the the actual thing is, it's because. Is, is make sure you're still as good at it as you always were I right? always be a student if you're a salesperson think of yourself as a concert pianist and what do concert pianists do
0: they practice
1: scales yeah and they practice and they do scales and they practice and they do yeah and um, and it's the same with selling the people who practice are the people who do better people who practice amongst themselves the people who say i know it all I've been doing this for 10 years, mate. I know how to do this. they're the ones you want to worry about. Yes. They're the ones who've got one, year, one year's experience seven times as opposed to seven years experience. Massive. Yes. So Big always difference. be a student. Always be a student. And what's the actual thing out of that? Be a student.
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. I totally agree. Stop.
1: Yeah. Stop. Stop. Think. Yeah. Take a good look at yourself. Yeah, It's not about imposter syndrome or any of that stuff. It's actually, when did I actually last do any practice? Am I, am I still as good at all this as I always was? Yeah. Well, did somebody beat me to a deal recently? What did they do that I didn't do? Yeah, always be a student. So it's not all just about sales, it's about everything. Yes. It's about an attitude of mind. So that would be my second tip. And it's remarkably rare. The larger the corporation, the more dislocated from the process of innovation and change. I mean, there's a massive example, isn't it? Mean, it's like the NHS, yeah? Um, now, my niece's husband works in the NHS, and he thought that what happened with Nightingale and all that, all, all, all that was just the most amazing thing. He said there was more innovation in, in eight weeks inside the NHS than there had been in two, in two years. Yeah. Needs must, yeah? They responded, war footing, change, 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 just proving that they could have been making changes oh yes <laughs> yeah they could have been doing that because <laughs> it's the same people yeah so i'm not going to get into north stars and everything i mean my, my third tip actually is related to that second tip right but, it, but it's actually cool it's that it's actually respect your customer um so the more data you've got on the better it is the easier this is to do um but I know that organizations that treat, I mean, I'm not a great believer in brand loyalty. I'm, I'm a believer that, that, that consumers move towards, as long as they're sure about quality, as long as they're confident, they move towards a lower price. And they move towards an easier way to transact. So if you run a corner shop, sooner or later you realize that you couldn't just operate on the basis of cash you had to start taking credit cards even though you had to pay three percent or whatever off the visa but that's the way the customers wanted to buy yes. and you had to respect that or else they would go next door and buy from the people that did take the credit card you have to risk so at a very straightforward level that's what you have to do but you have to respect your customer at every level they're not brand loyal they are quality price an ease of dealing, Loyal. Respect your customer. You've done something wrong, sort it out. Yeah. There are big department stores that are busy chopping back on staff at the moment and, and in danger of losing the one thing that everybody was using them for in the first place, which is customer service. So if it goes completely wrong, there will be a no-holes bar, sort it out. That's why I like working with those people. Yeah. Yeah. If you chop away all that infrastructure, you run the risk of just losing the customers because they score that well—I've lost the reason why I use this business.
0: And it's so easy. It seems like an easy thing to start to cut back on, but mm-hmm. it has such ramifications.
1: No, it's 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 huge. It's it's the whole thing. You have to start in the right place. What I think was really interesting about—and lots of people have forgotten this—if you think about the gigantic organization that is Facebook now, um, actually. It operated in America as a service just for undergraduates for a whole number of years. And it it was quite clever because he thought about his audience in the first instance. He spent a lot of time. He was, sorry, he was funded by VCs who probably knew what his plan was. But there there was no commercialism in it whatsoever but he spent about 18 months, two years just tuning the service, making it work, changing it, changing it, changing it, respecting the needs of his customer. And also, at the same time, smart bit of marketing because it, it also managed to build up a sort of pent-up design. Oh, this this brilliant service, but you can't get it unless you're a university undergraduate. You can't get it. You know, it's a really great way to organize parties and meet mates and all this kind of stuff. And then one day he turned it on for the rest of the world. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's arguable that as we could have a long conversation over a beer as to whether or not that man still respects his audience. Um, but he certainly did at that point,
0: yes, no, definitely.
1: So, so, so. So, talk to them, actual item, talk to them,
0: yes. And the the customers and people want to to converse at the same time, don't they? They want to have that conversation, talk to them,
1: yeah. If you're if you're running a business and you haven't spent time in in um, on customer service, if you haven't been if you haven't been in there with the support team, it's like one of the things that Jeff Bezos did at Amazon really early on, and and in fact this still happens inside John Lewis as well. So senior management all get dispatched in the run up to Christmas to go work on the front line. Yeah. senior management at Amazon. I don't know if they still do, but in the early days I remember because one of my mates worked at the UK business for a while. Had to go spend at least two days in the warehouse. So they could see you know, what it was really like. So they actually understood their business. And that's, you know, how do you respect your customer when you're in a warehouse and your customer is at yeah. the end of a van, of a well, you get it right, don't you? You, you send do. them what they yeah. actually want. You make sure it doesn't arrive broken.
0: <laughs>
1: you, you, you exceed expectations in delivery terms. So those are my things. So I can say, they who own the data win. Always be a student, respect your customer. Those will be a few tips
0: fabulous oh thank you for sharing a little bit of your story and those tips so it's been great right. so if there's a, somebody listening to this and they would like to get in contact with you tom and find out more about what you do how would they do that yeah.
1: well the easiest way is, is by that old fashioned system called email um and, and so it's tom at collab consulting.com yeah. Um, that would be the easiest way to get hold of them. Uh, but you can go visit the website anytime. You know, collab-consulting.com, and you'll see my ugly mug up there along with the rest of the team.
0: Fabulous. And do let me know when your book's published as well, because I'd love to put it on the website. And get a copy myself.
1: Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> might be a little while yet. Yeah. Uh, we're shooting it. But, um But actually, we, we're doing the we're doing the hard work at the moment uh, because we've been you know because we don't want it to be long. We want it to be short. We want it to be digestible. It'll be brilliant if it's if not one train ride, then, then maybe two train rides worth. All right. Yeah, so, 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 Excellent. And, and, and actually that, that, that's the plan, but I'll certainly let you know when it's done.
0: Great. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. All right. Pleasure. And if you know of any other business owners or entrepreneurs, that'd be great to be interviewed. Do let me know. All right. I certainly will. All, All right. right. Thank you. So Thank this would be the podcast for business owners by business owners. And until next time, see you soon. See you later, Tom. Bye. The Federation of Small Businesses, with practical help for business owners such as Employment Protection, navigating the complex, time-consuming and costs of up to £100,000 per claim for each of our members. Any questions, contact me at john.cassidy-rice at fsb.org.uk